let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey With stories and songs just for kids We have a dramatized Bible story coming up So let's get today's program started By singing praises to our awesome God If your feelings get hurt And your toys fall apart And you have a sad feeling Deep in your heart And you want to go out But it's raining out there I want you to know
I just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story of King Saul and the Witch of Endor begins in this manner. <laughs> How do you like it? I don't know. You don't know? Don't you think it is impressive? It'll make your clients believe in you, have more confidence in what you say. I think it's just the thing. Listen. <laughs> See what I mean? It sounds like something from out of the place of the dead. But I'm afraid of it. Afraid? You? <laughs> I'm afraid it will attract too much attention and King Saul will find out about me. And you know what that will mean. My death. The laws of Israel forbid witches in the practice of sorcery or incantations and wizardry. <laughs> you afraid of anything or anybody? You who have entered into league with the devil himself? You who have yielded to complete control of Satan, the archenemy of God, afraid? <laughs> How do you know I have? Do you deny it? I thought not. In return for your covenant with Satan, he is to do wonders for you and assume the form and identity of people gone to the grave. Well, no matter. You can and do reveal secrets, and that is the important thing. From that talent of yours, we are going to make money. Shekels, understand? And if the king discovers us, our money will do us no good. King Saul? <laughs> he is as much in league with Satan as you are, almost. He won't do anything to you. In the meantime, I'm going to see to it that people, the right people, know about your fortune-telling powers and use them to our advantage. <laughs> This is all too spooky for me, Your Majesty. Keep quiet. Don't call me Majesty. I'm only a common soldier, remember? If she knew I am the king, she'd never see me. She'd run away, and then where would I be? Now, 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 sit. Sit there, and I'll sit here. Uh, yes, Your Majesty. I, I, I mean, uh, all right. It is rather dark and unnatural yes. in here, isn't it? Um, may I suggest, Your Majesty... Uh, I mean, let's go. No, no, stay right where you are. Oh, yes, sir. Well, why are we here anyway, sir, if I may ask? Uh, as you know, Abner, on the morrow we fight the Philistines. Their numbers are so great we haven't a chance to win. And I 
don't know what to do. But, but why are we here? What can this, this witch do for us? I am going to ask her what to do to win the battle tomorrow. Ask her? A witch? Why not ask God? I did... But I got no reply. Well, that's quite understandable, sir. I, I mean, well, well, after all, you did kill all those priests. You scorned the advice of Samuel when he was alive. What other avenue of communication with God remains? Greetings, gentlemen. I perceive that it is you who require my services. Yes, ma'am. What is your name and position? My name makes no difference. I am only a common soldier who, who desires you to divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring him up that I shall name unto you. A common soldier? You? With your lofty stature and regal bearing? You well know that the king shall cut off all those that have familiar spirits and wizards. Why then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die at the hand of the king? As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment come to thee for this thing. Give her the presents we brought along. Surely, surely. Here, here you are, madam. Ah, very costly presents for a common soldier. Uh, but no mind. Just tell me whom you wish brought up. Samuel. Common soldier, you, with your lofty stature and regal bearing, you well know that the king shall cut off all those that have familiar spirits and wizards. Why then layest thou a snare for my life? to cause me to die at the hand of the king. As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment come to thee for this thing. Give her the presents we brought along. Surely, surely, here, here you are, madam. Ah, very costly presents for a common soldier. He died some time ago. I've got to see him and talk to him. Patience, my man, patience. deceived me. You, a common soldier. You are Saul, King Saul. Be not afraid, for I shall not harm you. Just bring Samuel up for me. In the mark you see someone? I see someone. Who? Who? And what? I see God descending out of the earth. A man. What? What does he look like? An old man cometh up. He is covered with a mantle. Uh, surely, surely it is Samuel. I bow myself to the ground to you. You are Samuel, aren't you? You may call me Samuel. Why have you disquieted me to bring me up? I am greatly distressed, Samuel. 
The Philistines make war against me. I need advice. Why did you not seek God's help? God has departed from me and answereth me no more. Therefore I have called you, that you may make known to me what I should do to win from the Philistines. So God is now your enemy. No wonder the way you have treated him. You obeyed him not, nor sought to do his will. Therefore, he has taken the kingdom of Israel away from you and given it to thy neighbor, even to David, the son of Jesse. Yes, 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 I know. But Samuel, please, please tell me what to do tomorrow against the Philistine army. Tomorrow the Lord will deliver Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Tomorrow you will join me in the place of the dead, for the Philistines will slay thee and thy son. He's fainted. Quick, help me get him out of here before he dies and I'm blamed. He but lacks strength from not eating all day, madam. I'll get him something to eat. No. I obeyed you at the danger of my life. Now, your majesty, listen to me and let me feed you a morsel of bread. No, I will not eat. Your majesty, please. You must get back to your own lines and headquarters. You have a battle to be fought on the morrow. Let us give you something to eat. All right. Sure, you feel strong enough, Your Majesty. What does it matter anyway? Tomorrow I die. But right now we have to get back to camp. We will carry you. No, no, I will get back by myself. I, I am king. King, do you understand? King. Yes, Your Majesty. Very well, then. Let us go. They arose and went away into the night. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Three, four. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
Sam, where are you going? Oh, hi, Rico. I'm heading for the grocery store. Mom forgot to buy carrots for our carrot stew tonight. Can't have carrot stew without carrots. That'd be just hot water. She said that we were going to drive back to the store, but I told her I'd take care of it. On your bicycle? That's kind of a long way. It's good exercise, and besides, there's enough poison in the air already. Poison? What do you mean? See all those cars and trucks? Well, each one has an engine, and each engine is burning gasoline, and the exhaust puts pollution in the air. Then we breathe it. Too much pollution can poison us. So I figure if I ride my bike to the store, a vehicle, which, by the way, creates absolutely no pollution, I'm helping the air stay cleaner. I'm impressed. Not only that, I told my mom and dad that we needed to figure out how to drive our car less. You know, like going to town and doing a bunch of things. Not just one. I figure that if everyone did that, we'd have a lot less dirty air and a lot more clean air to breathe. By the way, where are you heading? I'm going to the park. Mom gave me money for a taxi. You mean one of those stinking, gas-burning, air-polluting taxis? Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Mind if I ride with you? No problem. I can even take you to my house for supper. Do you like carrot stew? Love it. And then we can use your taxi money to buy mangoes. I'd better call my mom and ask if it would be all right. Tell her you're riding in the city's only non-polluting taxi and that the driver is a really nice guy. Just drive. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Jungle Spirit. If ever a young chap was thankful, it was Tom Hopkins. His parents were American missionaries and they lived in a big house not far from the edge of the jungle in Brazil. What made Tom congratulate himself was that an old friend of the family, Charles Mayer, whom Tom always called Uncle Charlie, had come on an unexpected visit. Almost as soon as he arrived, he let it be known that he thought Tom was old enough to go along with him on a trip into the jungle. Uncle Charlie had about the strangest way of making a living known to an income tax collector, Dad used to say. He traveled all over the world collecting animals for zoos and circuses. This time, so he told Tom and his folks, he was after jaguars. He had in mind a new kind of device for capturing these untamable cats of the jungle. It would be made out in the jungle. It would be a strong, tightly woven net with an opening about three feet across. A live chicken would be the bait inside the net. The instant a heavy animal went after the chicken, down would come the draw rope, closing the net and imprisoning the intruder. I want to get started on my trip as soon as possible, Uncle Charlie said. I'll get about a dozen Brazilian boys who know about the jungle and the animals in the jungle to go with us. Two mornings later, Uncle Charlie, Tom and his dad and ten Brazilian boys were ready to go. They started out in river boats. For a day and a half, they wound their way along the twisting river until they reached a place that looked promising, a perfect place for animals to come down to the shore and drink. Uncle Charlie ordered the boys to gather sturdy vines. He ordered the vines cut in 30-foot lengths. 
When enough material was gathered, it was woven into nets. The nets were strung up in different places in the jungle where Uncle Charlie had found fresh claw marks on the bark of trees, so he felt hopeful of getting the jaguars that his zoo friends wanted. With the nets all in place, there was nothing to do but wait. Tom thought he'd burst with excitement. He wanted to look at the nets every few minutes, but Uncle Charlie said no. They would stay in camp overnight. Then they would see what had happened at the nets. Early the next morning, the hunting party left camp. The Brazilian boys led the way. Uncle Charlie, Tom, and his dad trailed close behind. Look, there's a net, Tom exclaimed in a loud whisper as he pointed. But the net was empty. So was the second one. Before they reached the third net, Tom heard strange sounds coming from the jungle. When he and Dad and Uncle Charlie got nearer, they stopped. There was a tribal witch doctor making all sorts of incantations while his feet and body moved in fast rhythm. Every so often, the witch doctor's body jerked back while he raised his hands high above his head. The ten Brazilian boys drew back from the witch doctor. Tom could tell by the expressions on their faces that they were afraid. Spirits! Spirits! they called out as they saw Uncle Charlie. Then they pointed to the net. It hung down limp from an upper branch of a tree. Tom could not see anything in it at first, but suddenly the bag swung slowly to the right, then to the left. Then it lifted itself straight up into the air. Tom gasped and grabbed his dad's hand. What's in it? Even as they watched, the net stopped moving, but in a moment it began to weave about with a weird sinuous motion. Then the next minute it lowered itself and hung as it had at the beginning. A spirit, an evil spirit, the Brazilian boys began to chant. Tom couldn't take his eyes from the strangely moving bag. Uncle Charlie walked over to the bag and looked through the foliage surrounding it. Come and see the spirit, the jungle spirit. The boys held back at first, but Tom and his dad rushed over. There, in the spotted sunlight, was an enormous boa constrictor, half in the net and half out. Uncle Charlie pointed, see, the tree branch is broken. When the snake shot into the bag after the chicken, his weight must have broken the limb, and the draw rope at the mouth tightened about the snake's middle. No matter how hard the snake tried to escape, it couldn't get away. With its tail firmly wrapped around the tree, it kept raising itself and swaying to and fro. When the boys saw for themselves that it was a snake, they began to laugh. But Uncle Charlie realized that several feet of that snake was still free. A boa's tail is nothing to laugh about. It can crush a person to death, Uncle Charlie knew. Okay, boys, bring your rope, Uncle Charlie commanded. Tom watched closely as Uncle Charlie directed the business of removing the snake from the net and getting it into captivity. One of the boys was sent up the tree with orders to tie a rope in a slip knot on the snake's tail. Then, very near the end of the tail, the boy was to make what is called a half hitch. As soon as this was done, the boy passed the long rope under the branch and then tossed the free end to the boys below. A strong pull loosened one of the snake's coils, drawing the tip of its tail downward. Holding this rope taut, one of the boys threw the free end back to the boy in the tree. He passed the rope over the branch and dropped it again. Again, the boys heaved. Another coil of the boa was freed. They kept up this process until the snake had been unwound loop by loop. In the meantime, another of the boys had succeeded in passing another rope with a noose on the end about the boa's body. With a third boy holding the line by which the net was tied to the upper branch, everything was ready to lower the snake to the ground as soon as its hold on the tree was loosened. The moment came. The boys below drew the ropes tight. Down came the prisoner. However, by this time, the big snake had worked its head through the mesh of the bag. 
One of the boys yanked off his shirt, folded it as flat as he could, and used it to press the snake's head back into the net. Now the job of getting the snake ready for the journey out of the jungle began. Everybody pulled and hauled. The free end of the snake's body was wrapped around the bag as if it were a spool. Plenty of rope was then wound over and around to secure it firmly. The whole thing was attached to a pole. When the boa was weighed, it tipped the scales at more than 200 pounds. It was fully 20 feet in length. It was no wonder that Tom and his missionary daddy shared Uncle Charlie's pride over his latest acquisition. The spirit of the jungle was bound to be a real prize for any zoo. That evening, Daddy smiled at Tom and Uncle Charlie as they sat around their campfire. I am glad that our job as missionaries is not to enslave or capture as the evil one does. Our job is to set men free and make them happy in Jesus. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio and is a production of life talk radio at lifetalk.net